into positions of hopelessness and helplessness. The government gives them the drugs, builds bigger prisons, passes a three-strike law, and then wants us to sing God Bless America. No, no, no. What about Biden? Indeed. Like, what about Kevin, but about Joe Biden? I was thinking that movie, What About Bob? What about, oh, yeah, that's what I, I was thinking of. We need to talk about Kevin, but I said, what about Kevin, which is a different movie. Do you ever think about what a rich tapestry the English language is that you can just jump from one world to the next? It's rich. It's, some might call it scrum trulescent. What? Mm. Did you just Very say, few, but some. You just say a magic word? the fuck was that it's uh, i'm just showing off the richness of our our shared tongue anders okay. was on one From true show, show and he <laughs> thinks he's so smart now <laughs> he's just making up words and he's like no i don't i don't think know. i even made that up i think that's also a movie i'm just I'm two for two on bad references. Scrum True Lesson. That's from a movie. Uh, Fans of Scrum, scrum check, True, Le- True Lesson, right in. Okay. <laughs> tell us tell us your Scrum True Is opinions. that from Anchorman? I should Man, cut I all this know. out. But I, I would think, know. Scrum True Lesson. I think I got the levels where they need to be. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Pod... I almost looked at my notes and said, Pod Save America. <laughs> Welcome to Pods. <laughs> well, I got an announcement. The first thing I want to talk about today on my notes here. Welcome to Pod Save... Why the fuck not? Crooked Medea. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Pod Damn America. Thank the you. Thank you. Goth socialist podcast for the stupid children. Also a part of the Crooked Media Empire. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fuck it. We'll just... I've sure. been doing this thing with the Moon Tower Comedy Festival for the last three years where I just, uh, they're never going to book me, so I just started advertising that I'm on their festival, mm-hmm. and they I think I they have no choice but to eventually either book me or just be annoyed with me. Mm-hmm. What, so no we'll, choice but we'll, to be annoyed. And I'm Joe Rogan. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just do that. We'll do that with Crooked Media. We'll just say, from the Crooked Media Network, Pod yes. Damn America, Pod the Damn sister America. podcast to Pod Save America. See, they think they're protected by laws, but where are they now when they're in this online street fight? With some real rough and tumble boys. Yeah, we're also street fight. This is Street Fight. I, and, bet, uh, I bet we could you're convince... you're lucky I'm Joe Rogan. I'm very strong. <laughs> With Joe Rogan. <laughs> I bet we could convince people that Pod Damn America is just like the same. It's like Pod Save America after dark. Like they're all wearing... Yeah. Like, m- it's like, Pod Save America, but they curse more yeah. than before. And they look yeah. like they're the cast of American Idiot the Musical. Yeah. Like, <laughs> they have like the Billy Joe Armstrong like eyeliner. Yeah. <laughs> Their hair is gelled straight up. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And they, they all... Yeah. Already cursed, so they're just like, "Fuck you!" Welcome to fucking Pod Save, you bitch. They do curse, <laughs> but every time they curse, they just, you can tell like they're like, "We're being bad." Yeah, it's lame adult cursing. Like it's yes. the type of cursing where when you type it they on, they don't know Twitter, how to do it when they bust <laughs> like us. They they seem like the types of guys that like uh, 
when they tweet curse words, they put asterisks and shit in them. Yeah. Like, so that you can't, so the curses can't name search themselves. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so fuck can't find you. Oh, the fuck account. Obama name didn't really curse, did he? And Joe Biden? No, Obama. Oh, Biden Obama. curses a uh, lot. Mm-hmm. As does Bernie. To prove somewhat. he's hard, yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Obama, I don't think he could get away with curses. He seems like the type of guy who but saves it for like once a year to scare his kids. Yeah. <laughs> like, kids are going to come up to you on the playground and say, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, he said it. You know, he's really pissed off now because he uh, never curses. Uh, I said it before and I'll say it again. Clean the, this shit up. <laughs> by the yeah, way, speaking of words, <laughs> speaking of words, I have confirmation. Scrum True Lesson, which I used earlier before we started recording. I'm going to need to see that. It's from, uh, I didn't know it, where, where it came in my head from, but it's from SNL from James Lipton, Will Ferrell's James Lipton impression. Oh, okay. That's why you thought it was Anchorman. But it's yeah. a made-up word? But it it's is not a real word, word by, and I am vindicated in that way. Hachi Juhachi? <laughs> Um, I think about that Japanese made-up word all the time. It's from a sketch when Chris Farley goes on a Japanese torture oh, game show. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He keeps saying, Hachi Juhachi? Hachi Juhachi would be 818. Is that? Oh, I forgot you're a weeb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm learning. I'm slowly <laughs> learning numbers. Cool. Can you intro the podcast in Japanese? No, not yet. <laughs> Give me six months. All right. All right. <laughs> That's going to fucking rule. We'll, we'll make anime music for We're going to make so much money off our <laughs> incredible Japanese dirtbag left podcast. <laughs> um, five minutes of the podcast. We should probably introduce ourselves. I'm Jake Flores. Anders Lee is here. Anders Lee here. In the just, flesh. Just like time. old times. Mm-hmm. Yep. In the dark in my apartment. And Alex Patak. Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm not Joe Rogan. I'm just playing. Oh, right. Oh, and Barack Obama's here. <laughs> hey. Oh, there's, there's two of them. Hey. <laughs> Bar- it is I. <laughs> the 43rd president. 44th. <laughs> Forgot which one you were. Ooh, Barack <laughs> is feeling forgetful. A bit in his potions he is. <laughs> The plural of Barack Obama is Barack's Obama. Yep. Mm. Obama on the Barack's. Yeah. Um, well, let's get into the news, shall well, we? We're tackling current events this episode. <laughs> um, we. I need to start here because uh, it's a pretty big announcement for our audience. If any of our people aren't on Twitter, maybe didn't see that this happened. Right. Um, um, if you're if you're standing. <laughs> You might want to find a seat. Might want to sit. <laughs> I'm Barack Obama, and you might want to sit the fuck down for this. Uh, <laughs> uh, I like casual cursing Barack Obama. I like just doing thing. anyone's voice and saying it's Barack Obama. Yeah, that wasn't an Obama impression. I mean, it's only a matter of time before he does one of these podcasts or goes on like Democracy Now! or something to defend his legacy against the the uh, puritanical left. Mm-hmm. It's the purity politics left. I feel like he's going to do it. He's going to go on, you know. He's got a calendar. Yeah. <laughs> Counting down the days to yeah. the competition. Well, it comes out with his memoir. Uh, yeah. He's probably going to promote it. Yeah. And get skewered. Songs by- of my goddamn fucking father. <laughs> <laughs> the, new, the, the memoir from New Barack. Okay. <laughs> he's mean now. Yeah, he's mean. Um, he's old and mean. Okay, so... 
important announcement. It finally happened. We finally made contact with our uh, father podcast, Pod Save America, in that uh, I was bored on Twitter the other day. I was very hungover from uh, my birthday. Um, Happy birthday, Jake. Uh, I know I was there at the time. <laughs> also <laughs> now. <laughs> oh, man. You guys can keep saying it to me forever. Um, I'll take it. I can't wait for your birthday next year. Me neither. Okay, so... Um, was laying in bed and reading Twitter. And I'm like watching fucking Futurama or something. I see this guy John Lovett. John Lovett is the fun one. Not oh. to be confused with John Lovett's, which <laughs> you always want to think, but it's never him. It's so confusing because it shows John Favreau and then John, John Lovett. Lovett. No relation. Yeah, and you're like, is it John Favreau and John Lovett's? No, it's Why too. Why is the critic <laughs> getting Beto to run? <laughs> yeah, I remember you from Rat Race. <laughs> <laughs> yeah love it is i, you know, I, I should have tweeted at him it stinks yep <laughs> oh that would have been so good too bad we just thought of it just now i know oh, what if i just do it right now i'll know you could do it now. but anyway finish explain the story here's what happened he tweeted this thing um i think it sucks uh it's he said here's a pledge we should probably all be taking in our little hearts and even in tweets as the odds are most of us will vote for a candidate who isn't the nominee i, I don't really understand what that means vote for a candidate who isn't the nominee he's preparing his base to lose to bernie sanders is what's happening right but, the, but that means that bernie will be the nominee i don't know but- uh, right, but most of his base wait, won't vote for him. <laughs> he, uh, also, he's admitting that centrists have little hearts. Yep. Yeah. Have little hearts. He like the Grinch. Um, the here, Grinch loves Pod Save America. <laughs> <laughs> it's all he gets up there in that mountain. Uh, here, here, here it is. Here's a pledge we should all probably be taking in our little hearts and even in tweets. As the odds are, most of us will be vote, will vote for a candidate who isn't the nominee. Here's the pledge. Oh, I, in the primary. Okay. You got, we can't. Yes. <laughs> Here is the pledge he's saying. Uh, Whatever I would do to help the candidate who inspires me the most, that's what I'll do no matter what. So he's saying we should all, like, every morning... And just stop fighting online and, you know, stop being so divisive and go, whatever I would do to help the candidate who inspires me the most, that's what I'll do no matter what. And uh, I was reading this and I was like, man, I fucking hate the way these guys think about politics in general because the idea being that like you're presented with this catalog of politicians that are all running for president and then like you pick the one that inspires you the most right that is not how i think about politics that's not how fucking normal people think about them yeah. most of us don't give a shit about these fucking people and it's are like just how like you pick like a like a and like a spirit stone or something a character in mortal Kombat. Yeah, I always pick the character in Mortal Kombat who inspires me the most. I'm inspired the most by Kano and his incredible <laughs> laser eye. It's an eye that sees through justice. Yeah. But, uh, you know, so I was thinking about this and I fucking quote tweeted him because he's not like, he doesn't know me. Like, he's, he's an abstract, yeah. famous person to me. It's like, oh, bitch, I'm inspired by the films of Michelle Gondry. I am voting for Bernie Sanders because I'm trying not to get killed by private health insurance companies. Point I'm trying to make is that, like, politicians don't inspire me. I think that sucks. I think that's lame. And I think that's, like, this guy, these guys' whole fucking vibe is, Mm -hmm. like, just fucking just loving Beto and shit. It sucks. Like, normal people are not, like, inspired by the 12 nerds that are all trying to, like, become our manager. You know what I mean? Yeah. They think politics is Mortal Kombat, except in the ways it is, <laughs> where you have to finish them. Yeah. <laughs> it's Mortal Kombat in all the bad ways. Uh, 
Um, so, but I forget sometimes. Cory Booker falling into a fan. All right, keep on, keep on going. <laughs> <laughs> I have a blue check mark. He so judo, doesn't he? When I uh, Cory Booker? No, we can't get. Hold okay. on. Okay, okay. So we get to the end of this. So I, you forget sometimes that I have a blue check mark, and that like when I tweet something at a fucking famous person, they will look at their phone and the get annoyed, algorithm. and they see it. Yeah. Well, it just it, like if you, certain people have like uh, when you get a blue check mark. By the way, there's a little peek behind the uh, the like, check mark the dashboard here. The golden keyboard. There's like options to like only talk to other verified people and shit, or like only show you notifications from them and stuff. So Is there like, a, a lot dating of, service? <laughs> yeah, I know. I am allowed to uh, use that Hollywood dating app that like only celebrities are on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. You're on it. One of my friends is on it. Like she got like like led into it and just lurks because she don't get kicked off. And she showed me she matched with Matthew Perry. Oh, <laughs> wow! God. Time has been so cruel to him. Yeah, his page like like uh it, it auto plays like Fleet Foxes and shit when you're like <laughs> looking at pictures of him. Wow. Okay, so. I wasn't thinking about this much. I called him a bitch, and I, uh, you know, t- t- made fun of his like his weird inspired thing where he's stand by, you know, he's standing politicians and shit. Then, like out of nowhere, John Lovett fucking quote tweets me back, and he goes, right. "And I get that." Which okay, sure. Uh-huh. Starting off diplomatically, some people want to be inspired. Some people understand inspiration as a valuable tool for motivating others, but claim to want it for yourself, for your own motivation. This is like the fifth comma in this sentence is to admit you both know and need to be reminded of the stakes. Thanks, bitch. <laughs> so I like that he called you a bitch at the end. I thought that was funny. Yeah, that was pretty funny. He is the, mo- he is the, the one who one. has an ounce of talent. <laughs> yeah. He actually is quite talented. And none of yeah. them. I, well, I loved him in Rat Race. I'm going to read. <laughs> high school high is great also. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to read this sentence again, though, because it's been over 24 hours. I've read it 100 times. I have no idea what the fuck he's saying. Some people understand inspiration as a valuable tool for motivating others, but claim to want it for yourself, for your own motivation, is to admit you both know and need to be reminded of the stakes. Did he say but to? Did he mean to say but to see it? It almost sounds like he's quoting Shakespeare or something, (laughs) but then it goes awry. You know what I mean? He says, but to claim to want it for yourself, for your own motivation, is to admit you both know and need to be reminded of the stakes. I don't know what he's it means. saying. I think he's saying that you are, th- you are sh- being short-sighted and in caring about your own. It's, it's like a, you're, you're self-interested. Short, short king-sighted. I see short kings, <laughs> <laughs> and he is one. And he is a short king. But uh, it's, it's like he's saying, you're you're only thinking of yourself because you want health care, and you're not thinking of the implications. And so if, he sent you a puzzle. For I told you him to I'm uncover. trying not to die. <laughs> yeah. like, you're only thinking of it's, yourself. It's stupid. I mean, this is why I don't have patience for this argument. Which is like, like if it's not Bernie or maybe Warren, we're done. Dude, I like try, it's like, not like electoral politics. There's no hope. Like scientifically, we're done. If Joe Biden is the next president, he is not capable and is not promising to get us off carbon in the way that 
we need to do to survive well, as yeah. a species. We're so not done. It's our children are done. No, I mean, we're also done. <laughs> yeah. I mean, within our lifetime, shit's going to get... I mean, you might not personally be hit with a falling block of cinder, but it's going to really, you know, affect your plans. <laughs> <laughs> I think I could live out the rest of my life in the worst possible, like, climate change scenario where I would just... I could be, like... As my eyes are closing and I'm dying, like the sun is sort of starting to crash into the planet, you know? Like the sky is <laughs> turning a red, and I'm like, effect. so long, suckers. <laughs> <laughs> I think I can angle it to where I die right about like 65. And yeah. then, you know. Oh, that would be a good time to do. Don't go seven. Yeah, for the, sake, for the sake of our uh, social security system, you'll be saving us money. Um,. It's, oh, and then I climate change realities are at such like a, a, a strong counterpoint with um, social ethic because, you know, for politics, you want to be able to understand that other people have different opinions and then argue and then in the right form concede things and then still love your parents and stuff. But uh, uh, I'll have like conversations with my family members who like other people and I'll be like, that's fine. And then we'll leave and I'll be like in my head like, Oh, if Sanders isn't elected, I won't have children because <laughs> because they'll burn in the sea. I dude, I know, man. And I have both those thoughts just in my head at the yeah. same time. That's crazy. Not to get too ahead of myself, but I was kind of thinking about the same thing because, like, my mom. Like, I talked to my mom the other right, day. You should be able to talk to your mom. But I also- can, but like, I I talked to her the other day, and like, you know, I think she listens to the show sometimes. Probably hearing this. So here's what happened. Every six months, I run to my mom because I'm on tour. I go down. We have a good time talking about politics. I get her to go, eh, maybe this birdie guy. And then I talk to her again six months later on the phone because it's my birthday. And she's like, I don't, yeah, it turns out I don't like him. Yeah. And, I mean, the trick of this conversation is we all have to rely on this one curmudgeonly old man who's the only relic we have <laughs> <laughs> to, to a future a- that isn't just markets <laughs> drowning us in cash while the world burns. But uh, it's just him. I don't know why because the other people were systematically eliminated. And so it's either him and then they shoot him with the heart attack gun and we all die or what? I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, it's the, on- the other option is just talk totally abandoning electoral politics altogether which some people are, are want to do and right. are doing but my problem my frustration is that it seems like they're more interested in in uh talking shit about people who are trying to get bernie elected uh like we need you to come up with a plan b you know we're gonna like learn karate <laughs> you need to have a back you need to be better than the navy seals because apparently that's the other plan <laughs> learn it by what playing mortal Kombat. by playing mortal Kombat. studying their moves yeah. <laughs> it's just what the game is for <laughs> it's, a, it's a simulation well yeah. scorpion lives in like a climate change situation right because he he's a demon from hell you're saying yeah he's always surrounded <laughs> by that fire he's, he's somebody a, you can model your moves after his face is that of a skeleton <laughs> that's a, that'll be yours in the future <laughs> that's true when mm. you're dead it's me when i read some of these posts you guys are putting up. <laughs> well, like, dead. Damn. I was talking to my mom, and I'm just like, you know, she's like, she she called me. She goes, "Do you so? Uh, do you still like Bernie?" And I was like, oh, "What well, do you listen to the podcast? Right? Like, you, do you think you this get is regular gonna, updates? <laughs> do you think this is going to take ever off? since we got hired by Crooked Media? This is more of fair. This is more of Mayor Pete show. Now that we are on Crooked Media and on Moon Tower, <laughs> Pod Damn America, by the way, which is announcing our live show at Moon Tower. Live show at Moon Tower. We've uh, opening for Shane Gillis. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> who is also on Moon Tower. Actually, though. But when right, I say actually. Like us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, I mean, she said that. She, said that. I, I was, she goes, do you actually, do you, do you still like him? And I was like, yeah, like, duh. I, I yeah, yeah. What? You know? And, uh, and I'm like, 
okay, well, what about you? And she's like, I don't like him, you know? And I'm like, well, what about him? She goes, I don't know. I just don't like him. And then I was the like, woman thing? No, she, she, I, she was like, I just don't like him. And I was like, like, what the fuck? Like, I didn't say anything. I was just like, ah, well, you live in Texas and it doesn't matter. You That's know? what I'm saying. <laughs> but, you want to be polite, but you also, uh, it is wrong to. I, <laughs> I, I think I just, you know, dodged it uh, jokingly or whatever and right. was just like, also, I'm not going to get into this argument on my birthday. It was your birthday. I was there. Um, But then, like, the reason I says this is so annoying and so, like, dark is that Later on that day, I watched this fucking clip that was going around of The View, uh, and there's a, like, you know, you know the fucking View, it's like Megan McCain and Whoopi Goldberg and some other crazy asshole ladies. How and they old were, is Whoopi Goldberg now? I, she's... 60s? Really? Yeah. Uh-huh. Wow. Yeah, People she used had her to be famous younger than they had, are now. <laughs> well, she had her, spe- her big special was in the 80s, 85, I believe, Whoopi Goldberg. It's a really good special. She does, like, different characters and stuff. Really? I'm so disappointed Does in her because... Does she do all the characters of The View? Well, here's... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For doing Megan McCain? She has a vision of the future. Megan it's ama- a baby, It's actually amazing. Yeah. She does... A, she is a baby in the uh, in her special. She, like, does, like, a, a 10-year-old kid what? who has, a, I think, a mental disorder. Once-in-a-lifetime talent. Uh, a, Whoopi Goldberg, everybody. I'm going to derail myself here. Did you ever see that movie where uh, Rosie O'Donnell plays, like, a mentally challenged woman? The comedy used to be a lot different. <laughs> Actually, sorry, that was a drama. Um, it was like one of those things where it was like, wow, a feat of acting. They're doing hold a on, remake. Hold on, hold on. Okay. <laughs> the point I'm making is that we got to the fucking watch this clip on The View, and it's going around because the internet is insane this week, and basically the conversation they had on The View is Whoopi Goldberg going, I just don't like him. And then yeah, yeah, Megan yeah. McCain going, yeah, I just, I don't like him. And then they all just keep going in a circle and just going, I don't know what it is. I just don't like him. And yeah. then I'm like talking to my mom, like, are you watching the goddamn view? Is yeah. that what's happening here? These people are going to get us all fucking killed because this is like. <sighs> well, I know why they don't like him. Well, they. Because they're TV hosts with millions of dollars. Yeah, right. Joy, Joy likes him though, right? Um, I think they she all kind of dog after Bernie. I remember that. Well, wow. Maybe she doesn't like and her dog she, very much. She killed the dog. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like uh, like the Jinx. That was the yeah. thing that Buddha guy judge came on the show and killed her dog. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm disappointed. Bernie's been on the damn show. He has. I wrote the damn show. I wrote the damn show. <laughs> <laughs> Enough about the damn show. I was the the staff writer for, for the View for thirty years. <laughs> well, Whoopi lived in East Germany. When she was a performer in like her twenties and thirties, ninety nine whoop balloons, and she's spoken about that as like a po- she had a positive experience with, as she calls it, communism. She's like, yeah, live it. I'm not going to do impression, but she yeah, talks about. I was also kept it for a second. I was like, I ain't going to do it. I think it's the millions. Yeah, getting getting that spot on the View, soulless job. I mean, even watching The View is hard. Could you imagine being, like, the center of The View for more than a year? Uh, <laughs> no one would do could, to your brain? Would, no one could stay sane. <laughs> yeah. Not in that room. You could well, see. That That's why have... Bernie had the heart attack. It aged him. Ten years. <laughs> yeah. Just being in that damn room. Well, it thrives on the sort of a, a sort of attention because there was Rosie, and she had her feud with Elizabeth Hasselbeck in the 2000s, and then... <laughs> They've, they they have like a rotating just controversy uh, ho- controversial host and the the one right now is Megan McCain who apparently doesn't even speak to the other 
hosts right now. I mean, I wouldn't speak to Meghan McCain if I was the other host. <laughs> yeah, that makes but a lot that, of sense to me. <laughs> that's how it works. That's how they get the ratings, but it also makes you insane because you, yeah, yeah. it thrives on conflict. Did you used to be a regular View watcher? Andy? I was a View viewer, yes. Okay. I <laughs> did not a have cable as a kid, and <laughs> in the summers, <laughs> in the summers, my mom would go to work. Give you one hour of TV. <laughs> yeah. And, and you'd spend it with I would watch. <laughs> yes, I would watch that, and I would watch uh, Live with Regis and Kathy Lee. And I was there for the transition to re- Live with Regis and This Kelly. explains a lot about yeah. your personality. <laughs> no, but actually, you know what? You just <laughs> you just tapped into something, though. There is something about that like quality of daytime TV, because, like, ah, man, it's, this is why I think it's more insidious of a thing than, like, we give it credit for. Because uh, I fucking I have not had cable, you know, various times in my life. Uh, like before, you know, you would just steal before someone's Netflix obsolete. or whatever. Yeah. Like when my early twenties, I remember living in apartments and we like couldn't afford cable or whatever. So like me and my friend Joe would sit for just fucking hours and get drunk in the middle of the afternoon and watch the same judge shows that sounds fun over and over they're fucking terrible but like if it's all you got you would get it like oh it's fucking judge mathis again you know you'd have like ones that you liked more than the other ones there'd be commercials that you liked like uh my favorite commercial was uh, um i don't know if this is like a like a uh, happened all over the country or or this type of commercial happened a lot i think this is a thing i think it's like a trope there would uh it would be a just a really intense black guy standing in a parking lot just yelling at you about how you need to go back to college. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Those. Yeah. <laughs> those are great. He's was... right about some things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, <laughs> so, He's tough but fair. So mad at you and just standing in an indescript parking lot just like, listen, 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 you're making excuses. You know? <laughs> it was fucking great. But that shit was like entertaining but in the way of like, like, I felt like I was scraping the resin out of a bong that we had long since run out of weed. Like, entertainment-wise, it was, like, perverted. The content bong? Yeah. The idea that we were watching this shit is... It's just the old not trope of right. good for our brains. Because the bong. Because... <laughs> <laughs> right, because what the show is giving you is, uh, conf- like, cheap, uncomfortable conflict. That's what the judge shows are. It's awkward. And that's what the view is sort of like a slightly more classy version of. That's yeah. dramatically Speaking. what sitcoms are. They're based on tension. Yeah. I'm Speaking building the, tension. Little segue, though. Here. You need to go back to school. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Barack Obama. <laughs> it's time for school. Yeah. <laughs> you know who just endorsed uh, Mike Bloomberg? Who? Barack Obama? Judge Judy. Oh, Judge okay. <laughs> And I was big. so Not bummed to see this. Lorraine Bracco. Don't apparently. piss in my uh, large soda and tell me it's rain water. That sounds like a case on Judge Judy. So he pissed in my soda and said it was rain water. Um, but yeah, Dr. Melfi also endorsed Bloomberg. Really? Dr. Melfi? Yeah, that was a bummer. I think Bloomberg's kind of like a ominous uh, shadow in the background of this election because his strategy of just um, carpet bombing America with his ads, I think is going to work more <laughs> than we're giving it credit for right now. <laughs> yeah. TV has a lot of control over people's lives. That's what I'm saying, man. I mean, like, this the daytime TV shit we're talking about, just like the ubiquity of all this stuff. You, you want to say, like, it doesn't affect things, and then you talk to a relative who's just been, like, 
sitting in a break room at their fucking dead-end job for the last 10 years just consuming this stuff. And they're like, I think this person has a lot of good ideas. You're like, Bernie good can't piss in my health insurance and tell me it's rainwater. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> it sucks, man. And it like, uh, and I, I don't know, maybe I'm just on like full uh, like alert about this stuff right now because it is a little alarming. Everything seems to be going right back to 2016 because Bernie's winning because he's like yeah. probably gonna. I mean, knock on wood or whatever. He's leading in the polls in like these primaries that are coming up. So they are as of today national poll 27 percent. Yeah, Boom. they are like they're trying to make everyone crazy. Is what I'm getting at because they know that like you know you can't beat them by fucking talking about his policy. So all the Bernie bro shit came back immediately. All of these crazy ass op ed writers are a lot of coded anti semitism. Yeah, all at once. <laughs> um, this is like a good one that went off today. There's just like fucking 2016 style, just fucking wah, peaches of like tweets and like opinion pieces going off. This this woman Virginia Heffernan at page 88. She's uh she's the one who wrote like uh. That piece in the L.A. Times God about is a how woman like Hillary Clinton. <laughs> she wrote "God is a woman" to Hillary Clinton, and she's a glowing ball of light and all that shit. Um, she also wrote this one uh, after the debates where she was like um, Elizabeth Warren, fucking you know, judo fucking chopped Bernie, Bernie in the face with his. You know, don't call me a little firecracker. I'm not going to shake your right, hand. Right, handshake. That was his, what it was. Don't call his, me a uh, misogynist handshake. Totally yeah. something he'd shake. So I've been stopping my misogynist handshake since I read that article. I've been really thinking about them. <laughs> I've stopped calling people firecrackers. Right. I don't know. That was offensive. That was my uh, hands, term for Joy Behar. Here's the thing is hands are a man's tool. What you want to do is lean in and give a little kiss. That shows you're equal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it would be funny if Bertie came up to her just lips puckered. <laughs> just, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Did you call me a liar? You know what? I am hoping does <laughs> no, not. I'm not no, I won't kiss you, Bernie. No, stop it. You know what I'm hoping does not resurface, and I'm kind of, this is kind of a bad idea uh, mentioning it, but there's an interview he did in 2016 in South Carolina. I don't. Where <laughs> someone, on, well, they're not going to. The, the, tank the Sanders campaign. All no, 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 no. What is it? This sounds funny. It, well, the fact that people will use this, it will be, uh, I think, uh, work in our favor ultimately. But it, he's, you can tell one of his advisors this is in South Carolina. One of his advisors, you can tell, was like, hey, try to be warm. You know, try to, to yeah. be like Joe Biden. Be, be yeah. more like a, a friendlier guy. Yeah. Oh, and man. so she, so he's in this interview. out of their element like that. Yeah. Famously unfriendly guy, Bernie Sanders. <laughs> and he's in this interview with a woman who's African-American, and he keeps touching her. And it's like very weird. <laughs> he's like, oh, you can tell someone was like, you know, like yeah. Bill Clinton. He goes in a room, he makes contact with right. people, and he's like, oh, I guess we'll give it a try. And it's I'm just touching so you. He, he's like, <laughs> it's just her hands. Like he just friendship. touches her hands. Nothing yeah. like too creepy. Nothing yeah. Biden would do. Right. But it's yeah, I made you a bracelet. <laughs> someone is gonna dig that up. I mean, he does touch people's eyes, but it's this, it's this old manish like slap on the shoulder kind of thing. Yeah. It was like look, you know. Yeah. Um, anyway, so this this uh, writer Virginia Heffernan wrote today of uh, of that poll that came out that has Sanders in first place with twenty four twenty seven percent nationally over Biden twenty four percent, and then Warren uh, at fourteen percent. She quote tweeted that poll and wrote quick flashback to college when they told us we could be almost four-fifths of a person if we worked harder millions of jds and phds and mds 
and raised children and 780 trillion working hours later then the uh, the patriarchs say keep it to three-fifths ladies and you're on watch she compared liz warren being in third place to the three-fifths compromise because right. she's blood. third out of five she, compare yourself to like a freed slave. <laughs> <laughs> it almost makes you think like she meant to quote tweet something else I don't you know, like like that was just in her images folder. <laughs> all this shit is also just grammatically all over the place. None yeah. of these people can seem to be able to form a like a cogent it, sentence. It took me like the third time through to understand she was talking about like women are women are slaves. I, it's it's she shouldn't say anything about slaves. I don't think. I, I don't, think she should just leave slaves out of it. <laughs> I don't know what, what are the JD like. She's talking about WMD, MDs. Like I guess she's saying that like. Even after accomplishing all these degrees and raising children, and but the patriarchs still say keep it to three fifths. What does this mean? I understand what it means. Polling. Like she's going for women have accomplished so much, and we still can't have a president. But what instead, she wrote is just women are literally the three fifths <laughs> compromise, a thing that I am affected by in twenty twenty. Let's talk about it. <laughs> well, the three fifths compromise was that your vote was only worth she three fifths of a vote. Your women are a, their vote is the same. I yeah. was Feel That's like what I'm she not th- allowed to even talk about her not being allowed to <laughs> is, talk about it. It's not good. It's is she bad. saying that the pollster was like, oh, okay, it's a woman's opinion. That's uh, three fifths of a a man's opinion. I maybe she's maybe it's a complicated math joke. I'm not understanding where like fourteen percent. This is a tweet for Pi Day. Or <laughs> is that fourteen percent? That is is that three fifths of twenty seven percent? Is is it? This okay, no way. So twenty seven <laughs> divided by five. That's what five point four. Uh, five point. Yeah, I think five point four. <laughs> and then uh, so fourteen would be times three. That's a little less than three fifths. So it's kind of close. It kind. <laughs> but it still doesn't make sense. Is it maybe so just like a like a exponential thing? Like maybe we just need like a graph, like a graphing calculator. Yeah, no, yeah, we need one of those calculators you can play Mega Man like on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, and then you don't get anything done because they have everything on there. Oh, yeah. Yep. Then you can cheat. Oh, we're going back to the good old days real quick. <laughs> um, I don't know. That was fucking crazy. That was um, fucking crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Did that, she delete it? Uh, I don't know. It was know. still up last time I checked, which I is something I respect the shit out of because <laughs> I saw, like, my timeline at one point today was only people taking pictures of and quote tweeting this one picture (laughs) and this one was like good i stand by it i'm a slave i'm a white slave (laughs) jenny heff um there's also i've been on a boat it was lovely and that part was different and that's it (laughs) (laughs) i'm leaving it up (laughs) 12 years a slave what is this my graduate program yeah all right. Yeah. Um, See, I, this is what I'm saying. Like, even just mentioning her, talk about it. <laughs> these are jokes she would make. This is, these are the jokes she, she'd make. She yeah. said it. She's Barack Obama. <laughs> okay, so uh, <laughs> I keep thinking of Sean Connery voice Barack Obama. <laughs> Where's the bomb? What may be clear? Be clear. Um, the name's o- the name's Obama, Barack Obama. I've established a no-fly zone over Syria. <laughs> <laughs> There's also this crazy ass uh, 
piece that Lauren Duca wrote, which I have to just read all of it. It's short, and it's every line of it is fucking insane. Yeah, sure. I think Bernie's going to have to drop out and endorse Elizabeth Warren after this. I think piece. He's going to have to endorse Lauren Duca. <laughs> what is the title of it? I, I saw you mention this earlier. All right, we're just, let's go on a journey here. It's an entire fucking thing. I. Uh, apologize to Cho- I'm just gonna do the Chapo thing because it's a fucking it's too good it's like yeah. a tire they own insane. reading I know, it's I not know, fair yeah. to us <laughs> what are we supposed to do not read I know I know but you know it's uh I feel like they're gonna do this although they they didn't yet we're gonna do it before them yeah fuck you this <laughs> Will is like, no, this is like uh, like when they would do like breaking news in the cold war <laughs> but it's just owning Lauren Duca faster <laughs> yeah. okay it's entitled in backing Liz Warren and Amy Klobuchar, the New York Times rejected toxic masculinity, hyphened, as we all should. Here's the uh, byline. It's not about women or men, hyphen. It's about a feminine way of approaching politics that politicians of all stripes have shown, comma, including Andrew Yang. And this is the part what? that makes me want to read it. Yeah, because until then, like, I've seen, like, girl power articles, but the Andrew Yang comment is like, wait, you mean, you mean, like, a math pin is like a woman's wait, blouse or something? Andrew I don't Yang, what are you saying? The same Andrew Yang who was just filmed throwing axes and jumping <laughs> up and down. Dude, yeah. fucking... And fucking spraying those whipped cream canisters into those guys' mouths. I genuinely <laughs> like him as a guy. Dude, he rules. <laughs> I would never vote for him in a million years, but I want to hang out with him. I think he's fantastic. He's like if one of your boys got too cocky, yeah. just start running for president. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's so funny. He fucking, that clip where he's spraying whipped cream into those guys' mouths, the funniest thing is just the staffer like worriedly yeah, like, running no, up. Like, Andrew, no, 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 you can't do your this. Your love of being the life of the party will do us. <laughs> your feminine approach to politics will bury this campaign. <laughs> is, oh, maybe that's what she's saying because is the whipped cream metaf- thing? It's, yeah, it's sublimated in, right. from breastfeeding. Like the, the whipped cream. Let's read the article. <laughs> when Let's Andrew Yang breastfeeds, the whipped cream comes out of his right. tits. So he feeds his kids. Okay. Um, <laughs> I, if that's not in it. <laughs> it's the first thing she says. No. Um, okay. So on Tuesday, the New York Times editorial board released an op-ed titled, Amy Klobuchar and Elizabeth Warren are Democrats' top choice for president. So... Well, that was also a pretty good uh, point she made accidentally, which is that they released an op-ed saying these are Democrats' top choice, that like the d- voter Democrats, because you picked them, the New York right. Times. Anyway, the unusual choice seemed more an endorsement for women in general than either one of them in particular. I've chosen to accept this as main as the main uh, nope as mainstream media's acknowledgement of the rise of the divine feminine. So <laughs> it's weird because Lauren Duca is like, you know... She's spiritual. She's a bad, like, lame uh, sort of d- immediately previous era to this online, like, um, opinion, you know, online white girl feminist type. She's a powerful spirit lib. She's like um, uh, a, a Libby What's-Her-Face. Um, who Watson? Watson? No, not her. No, Libby... Uh, uh, Scooter Libby. Nah, <laughs> name's escaping. There's a bunch of these crazy fucking people, right? We all remember just mm-hmm. cringe reading all their mm-hmm. shit. But my point about fucking uh, about Lauren Duca here is that I think she's like if reached her second evolution or something because it's gone. This is extremely powerful. It's beyond from Duca yelling is. about Bernie Bros to like. She's, it's the ascendance of the divine feminine. She's turned into like too. <laughs> Joseph Campbell or something. She's like <laughs> yeah. talking about like. 
fucking... That sounds like Werner Herzog or something, like... Like the zeitgeist yeah, or something. Yeah, 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 she's a little Herzog-y. Um, As the spirit energy of the world <laughs> winds down, so too does the rise of the divine feminine manifest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um... Jo- uh, gender is, of course, a social construct. The divine feminine is beyond that binary, best understood as the energetic force of nurturing. Plenty of male-identifying uh, individuals are in touch with this force, although women tend to be more likely to find their strength in the divine feminine. That's sensualism. In part because of the way society commodifies the stereotypical responsibilities of sitcom motherhood, such as cooking, always being the one to remember when to buy toilet paper, and giving birth. Um, so much going on Where's here. Where's the yang? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we'll get there. Um... America, as it stands, is not even pretending to be a free country. We're living in an oligarchy structured by the hierarchy of the white supremacist patriarchy, and this is where toxic masculinity has led us. We read that sentence again. We are living in an oligarchy structured by the hierarchy of the white, comma, supremacist patriarchy. A white, comma, supremacist patriarchy. It doesn't make I think it's just a This is like a a slam poet in 2011 after like three blunts. Dude, it's the archies, the hierarchy, the patriarchy, the oligarchy. There's so many archies in the sentence. Yeah, instead of Archie's comics, my newspaper had archies comics. (laughs) A newspaper called America. Yo, can I read that archies? With Yogg Head. Can I read that? Young head? <laughs> young head? Like Carl Young? Yeah. Yeah, Young head. Carl Young head. <laughs> Yo, can I read that? Orchies? All right. Uh, into the greedy depths of a ruthless individualism that only benefits those at the top. 10%. 10 per comma cent. That is not how you say that. 10 per cent. Three separate words. Of United States citizens control 76% of the country's wealth. The six wealthiest people in the country own as much as bottom 50%. She's going into birdie shit here, right? Yeah. And see everything bad in the world she's trying to... This is uh so interesting because she's like... You'd think she'd be one of the people that comes out. It's like, birdie's fucking, you know, setting me on fire with his mind. But she's like saying Bernie stuff. His numbers are correct, but it's part of the Arkies. Yeah, it's part of the Arkies. And CEOs from the 350 biggest corporations make 271 times more than the typical worker. If you don't, ha- uh, you don't have to have the dystopian greatest hits memorized to assert that it is completely insane that there are billionaires ruling over kingdoms of yachts and beach houses while the public at large endures an eternal slap fight over who gets to eat the shit spelled with two asterisks in the sandbox. So, like, she veers off for a minute and she's like, I'm going to, like, take on this you know, left populist rhetoric. This is how uh, now is different than 2016, though, right? Because it felt like 2016 was an argument about everything is fine versus the billionaires own everything and we are living in squalor. Right. Now everybody's like, given we are living in squalor and the world is on fire. But through my spirit stones, (laughs) the uh, womb of God is about to open. It's like... The new, newly formed, like, second evolution charmeleon fucking weird online op-ed person brain has gone from Bernie's wrong to actually I am Bernie. I'm to the left of Bernie. That's a fucking thing that comes up all the time. I've had enough of Bernie Sanders. I'm ready for Hernie Sanders. (laughs) (laughs) And then it's mixed with, like, new agey crystal shit. So it's... It's half Marianne Williams, and then it's also, like, I think a lot of the way these people think, and, like, a lot of the reasons 
that like just weird rich people that like I was thinking about this when we were talking about um, Mayor Pete and Kamala being the children of like Marxist thinkers like a lot of these dumb people think like I have to come up with something new by synthesizing literally every other ideology so it's like yeah all right how about Bernie but also if he was also Lena Dunham you know (laughs) he's a bit pudgy and he's fine with it hey you know what I think this essay is a bunch of malarkey damn got her ass my man's watching The View. <laughs> <laughs> the most important way to see our deep need for the divine feminine is in the shape of our economic injustice systems. American greed is sustained by corruption and enforced by punishment. The United States has al- allocated about $989 billion on military spending this year. It costs between 31000 and and 68000 to house an inmate. And yet, there is supposedly a reasonable argument at the Democratic primary debates over whether considering health care as a human right might be too expensive What's at stake is not cost, but prioritization of the military and industrial complexes of the prison industry over basics. She's like, she read a fucking book and she's like fucking going off. She read the new Jim Crow or some shit. Powerful NYU professor. Over basic <laughs> things people need to thrive. The inescapable fact is that we live in a country that is willing, to, uh, is more willing to pay to send young black and brown people to jail than college. That's true, but it's like weird. Where, where's the heel turn, though? Like, where's the good stuff? It's coming. The shift to policies guided by unconditional love for the collective are also an on offer from Bernie Sanders and in Andrew Yang's insistence on public policy aimed at developing happiness. I have <laughs> sure. I have made it clear Is that, that my one of his policies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The happiness you, development. It's making it mandatory. Yeah. Like what? Sit on my lap. I'm Andrew Yang. <laughs> I have made it clear that my heart beats for Elizabeth Warren, although I think both Warren and Sanders insist on equitable public power in a way that can further inspire the political awakening movement. The political awakening movement, whatever the fuck that is. For, <laughs> have you been going to the meetings? <laughs> <laughs> the political awakening movement. <laughs> and then in parentheses it says, for any self-identified Bernie bros reading this, I would note that I would be excited to support either Warren or Sanders in the general election. P.S. Please don't harass me. So she's like... Hey guys, leave Lauren Duca alone. <laughs> Only read her whole article condescendingly out loud on the podcast. Don't actually add her or anything. Yeah. But she's like, you know, do this weird thing. She's like, don't yell at me. Like, I get Bertie, but I like Warren more for absolutely no reason. If you distract no me, the spell won't work. <laughs> I, like, well, I guess actually what she's saying here is like, she's like, I like Bernie, but I like Warren more. Because, and it's like the, she's worked backwards to uh-huh. get to like, how can I argue Ward is better than Bernie? Right. Because of the divine feminine energy. Because yep. Bernie doesn't have the feminine energy. He doesn't energy. have any. It's okay. really sad, actually. That said, I think it makes a difference if the person at the helm of this transformation is a woman because of the lessons learned by anyone who has a female perspective on our crisis of toxic masculinity. The same could be more extensively discussed in terms of race in this election if the Democratic Party weren't embarrassing themselves with not even a single black or brown candidate on the recent debate stage. This is what always gets me with the Lauren Duca types. Um... The, the argument that we need a woman president seems much more rooted in, like, our culture needs a term towards helping women and less in what a president does or any yeah. of the realities of the world of just... Well, that's like, what I'm saying. This symbolic, is like... which is not... Yeah. She doesn't be doing Donald Trump stuff in the... I mean, the, you can only do so many things. You can either drone strike or not. She said she's going to do those st- things. Like, what do you think she's going to do? That's what I'm saying. Like, that was a bad point in 2016. But 
a lot of people have changed their minds since then, and you know, good for them. Like this if is we a person voted on like an aura for the country. I think that would be sure a great point. Totally, this is a this is what happens to your brain when you stick to that argument for long enough. Like you either like some of these women, like honestly, like, like fucking people I know have just gone full on. Like they're basically just conservative now, and they're just mm-hmm. like capitalism's good. Fuck Bernie Sanders, right? But this is like a weird pocket you land in if you're not that crazy, but you're like. Because those are the Democrat Party diehards. Yeah. I have cousins mm-hmm. who are like that. They're just like, Bernie's not a Democrat, and the Democrats aren't about socialism. But, like, this is, like, weird. But that's a more accurate analysis than whatever this is. This, this is, is very confusing. <laughs> this is all rainbows and shit, like, candles and spirit prayers and shit. It's, yeah. It sounds like a lot of stuff from a Bernie Sanders speech that is just, like, strewn together by someone on acid. Mm. It's very like tune in, drop out, Tim Leary, you know, or she's starting a cult. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like she's like, you know, come with me and we'll get on the hail bop comet. Right, but it should have more about her in the article then. True. It's right. it's kind of sounds like the manifesto from the movie Hackers. Right. Like I don't want Lauren to drop out of the public conversation. Like I just want her to like be more present. Yeah, I want her to run for president. She should run for president, and that is what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm I'm Lauren Duca, and I'm not running for president. I'm running for present. Here's a talk on <laughs> mindfulness. <laughs> okay, here's, I'm gonna skip forward a little bit because there's a lot of like kind of boring shit here in the middle. But here's a fucking good sentence. As the daughter of a father, <laughs> 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 what the fuck? <laughs> As <coughs> Sorry, Owen broke me. You got Jake Duka'd. just dies on Mike. It's <laughs> the, <coughs> the last thing you ever say. <laughs> As the daughter of a father, I feel compelled to honor the divine masculine. I'm closely in touch with mine. The divine masculine is best understood as the energetic force that is absurdive and pragmatic. The divine masculine protects you and gets shit done with two asterisks. Elizabeth Warren has tons of that energy. So I think she's like, no, Elizabeth Warren is like, she's both, man. She's daddy for women. She's a demon painting that has like both genitals, you know? Yeah. Isn't there a a point in there where she... Like a water bear. (laughs) She acknowledges that uh, Margaret Thatcher was actually not this uh, great transcendent thing for society? Yeah, I I skipped that part. There's the line. Representation (laughs) is not everything, obviously. I don't know that I can thank Margaret Thatcher for anything other than Sir Elton John's production of Billy Elliot. And to be clear... Many of the selected handful of female leaders rule in the style of toxically masculine. So, like, it, it, you just yeah undermine your entire. Well, <laughs> I think what she's saying is it doesn't matter what your body is as long as your spirit energy is the correct gender. And I don't think there's anything that can be misunderstood there. Man, I'm really <laughs> honestly, she's kind of getting me. Why would she just for? say Billy Elliot? Why does she need to make it even longer by? Oh, by the way, Elton shout out John. Billy Elliot. <laughs> <laughs> this the is Lion uh, King, great soundtrack. This article was published in the Necronomicon. I'm reading really? it from a large scroll. Huh. <laughs> um, but oh, it's I weird. see the scroll now. Oh, yeah, cool. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, the thing about Margaret Thatcher is like, that's a good example of how representation is not everything. So it's like, 
she's like seeding ground to arguments that have clearly been made against her earlier worse points and is yeah. like i'll fucking say that as long as i can still somehow work it back around into a thing where elizabeth warren is our leader because she is like divinely feminine and energetically masculine on a cosmic level she alone has this power to defeat Diablo, the Lord of Lies. <laughs> and Belial, <laughs> Lord of Lies. You know what I would not be Elizabeth surprised Elizabeth Warren at? is the stranger. I would not be surprised if we Nephilim. see... <laughs> if on Twitter we see a video of Elizabeth Warren calling up Lauren Dukins. Like, hi, is this Lauren? I loved your essay. I wanted to send you an audio selfie, so that's what we're doing. <laughs> The problem with masculinity is when I'm it, Barack Obama. <laughs> <laughs> the problem with masculinity is when it occurs as a sh- as its shadow part. Toxic masculinity looks like an ongoing death rattle of the white supremacist patriarchy clinging to power. And of course, we see the most grotesque manifestations of this sickness in the form of that demonic sweet potato who keeps us on the verge of World War Three. Yeah, demonic sweet potato. Oh, like. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Caught his ass because he can't handle his own insecurity, which would be embarrassing if our lives were at stake. Um, so it's just more of like, uh, you know, Trump is happening because of wicked men. Um, <clears throat> I think a woman is our best bet at beating that. I think using feminine pronouns for the most powerful person in the world could help protect or help correct our overriding tendency towards the toxic masculine. So that's like an interesting... These are spells. This is what I'm saying. It's beyond representation politics. It's far more powerful. It absolutely (laughs) is like Aleister Crowley magic with a K shit, because she's talking about like words as like sigils. It's like, well, if there's just more of them that are feminine flying around, they'll, you know... Their glyphs are going to affect many of the nodes. (laughs) We can put a triangle on our fucking head Mm -hmm. and shoot it forward at people and stuff. That is literally like... Dragon Ball Z is real (laughs) (laughs) you're reading that crowley like fucking uh chaos magic shit that is it you just think about words harder um and then you uh think really hard about trying to get a job interview while jacking off and then eat your own cum right that's what she's gonna get to eventually i think which somebody did by accident and that's how he stumbled on (laughs) yeah well he got the job and then he was like it must be real Um, I'll have what me's having. (laughs) I didn't make that up. That's actually Crowley shit. Um, Real Crowley shit. Real. Read those orchy comics. Uh, (laughs) The rugged individualism brought to you by capitalism means we're often moved by self-interest of greed instead of investing in love for ourselves and therefore the collective. We need a push towards nurturing and caretaking to move our society out of a shared hell defined by precariousness. We need to prioritize public health and happiness to building abundance for the majority instead of sending our people to war, debt, and prison so that billionaires can continue to compensate for something. In my humble opinion, the divine feminine will continue to rise and ultimately defeat the white supremacist patriarchy no matter what, but it would certainly help the process along if our transmission was led by our first chance at the concept of a madam president. So that's it. And that's the end, everybody. Uh, but she's like, in conclusion, she's like, the defi- it's the divine feminine versus the white supremacist patriarchy, which I cannot think of a fucking funnier way for a white woman <laughs> to, <laughs> to, like, explain the universe right, and the right. dueling, battling things within it. Because, like, mm-hmm. you are one of those, man. This does have... You're both of those. 
poetry mm, slam duality. powers to it. You know, we need a society that values dogs. We need less Arkies and more Barky. <laughs> <laughs> the Patriot Barky. <laughs> the Barky Arky. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. I don't know. That was fucking insane. She. Thank like, you for reading that to me. Oh, yeah. I, I don't know. think I could do it on my own. It was a bedtime um, story. I feel tired. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, man. She's she's crazy. She makes other people crazy. I just feel like there's... Yeah, we're crazy for more of her writing. (laughs) (laughs) One thing I think about when I think about her a lot is this fucking episode of Harmontown, Dan Harmon's old podcast that he just quit. When he, because uh, he he he's a rich white guy and a Gen Xer, and he's constantly trying to placate his audience. Yo, I'm not. I don't hang out with Elon Musk that much. I like, yeah, yeah. you know, I listen to you kids, and he's just screaming. I play street ball. He was one episode. He was just like, I like Lauren Duca. Leave me alone. <laughs> and I was like, I remember listening to it and going, you know, you don't realize we all hate Lauren Duca. <laughs> like you yeah. think that that's. <laughs> You're he, he reached down from Illuminati to upper middle class to relate to us. <laughs> yeah, <real quick>. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I don't know. That was just fucking crazy. There's, I don't know. There's just so much more. PETA's been tweeting at me like about animal testing for some reason. Tom Steyer dunked on the president. It fucking rules. Everything's crazy. What was the Tom Steyer thing with Bernie this week <laughs> where he tried to hug Bernie and it yeah. didn't work out. He's just been hanging out with Bernie and like tweeting about how much he likes him and like <laughs> is just clearly like because Tom Steyer is was he a millionaire or a billionaire? I think he's a billionaire. Yeah, billionaire. Yeah. Well, it's, yeah, it started when he was caught between them at the at uh, the debate after the debate, <laughs> and then he's like, "Oh, this is how I get." Because he's trying to get memed. He's trying to go viral, which is why he wears a flannel tie every debate right and he has flannel signs now i think and no one's really picked up on that no one really cares but he keeps trying to find his his foot in the door and it's just being adjacent endorsement yeah he's trying he's he's found his thing which is being adjacent to bernie sanders physically (laughs) (laughs) something about why does he like him so much because chemistry because like Bernie doesn't want him to exist. Yeah, well, that's why it's so awkward. Because, like, yeah, Bernie's I think you know what it is. He's trying to get Bernie to fuck his wife. He's right. one of those guys. Um, well, he doesn't have a wife. He doesn't. He doesn't? Or he's divorced. <laughs> that was the basis of the campaign, if you'll remember. Right. He's uh, going. Oh, through that's right. <laughs> he's a very upset billionaire. Yeah, and he's he's uh, buying a run for president. <laughs> <laughs> right. This is his car. His like midlife. He seems crisis like a likable guy. I kind of see how he. Became a billionaire just like being likable and in charge of things. My favorite thing about him during the debates was that he, uh, like, he clearly planned this on purpose. Whenever he was his turn to talk, he would turn and look directly at the camera. So he was the only person. He's the only one who does that. And he breaks the fourth wall. Yeah, the rest of them would talk like they were on TV. He kept making a jack off motion. (laughs) (laughs) He had he had weird like fucking sigil shit like scratched onto his arm. Did you see that? No, those like. Tic tac toe or something. Is that it, like when you no, it was like your a, set so you write it on your hand? But no, but, if, but there was no words. It was <laughs> yeah. just a God of War rune. It was a thing that you need Atreus right. to read to yeah. open a door. It's just a GPS voice on his arm. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he would look directly to the camera in a way that, like, if you, I think if you were too high, would freak you out because he'd be like, <laughs> sort of like, whoa, no, they're not supposed to do that. Why is he talking directly to me? Not us. <clears throat> we were drunk. Oh, yeah. Um, not us, him. Here's what happened. Uh, somebody dunked on him 
for saying uh, just say hi like you want to like during one of those pictures and then trump fucking the goddamn president re quote tweeted it and said steyer is a major loser just doesn't get it this is second time with bernie so he's like making fun of him <laughs> for trying to do this but then tom comes around tom steyer quote tweets the president and he goes donald you're just jealous no one wants to say hi to you impeachment is forever bye that has to hurt so like savage he's like <laughs> defending like oh, yeah i do want to say hi to bernie you're in tom town and not you <laughs> the gate to hell yeah anyway um that's pretty much my little internet wrap-up. That's been the week, everybody. It's been some pretty dumb shit. Um, but to kind of close out, I think we should talk about, like, what Pod Save America is. Because, like, you know, I took advantage of the fact that this guy tangled with me a little bit, A, to promote the podcast. So if you came, and this is the first episode you're hearing from that, you Welcome. know, this is our show. <laughs> you're looking for <laughs> ways to more accurately dunk on Jake. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, we did pick up a few patrons, like, that day, so it could be... Promoting from, Podsafe? I just did this, uh, this blew up SoundCloud thing, to because yeah. he has 720,000 oh, followers. Yeah. So maybe I got somebody, I don't know. Um, but <clears throat> but I did want to like take a moment to go, because I know we did an episode about them at one point, but I feel like, ah, you know, we didn't research that well. And our name is based it, on yeah, their name. The, uh, the, <laughs> there's a point of distinction I'm trying to make here, and I you know, made it point to while I was in this thread and was arguing with the lamest version of the Skanks fans of all time, Pod Save America stands, uh, and people were like... <laughs> You know, being mean to me in the most lame, milk toast way ever possible. Um, you know, I want to point out something that I think is important about them, which is that Dan Pfeiffer, you know, his job before all this was he was on on the board of GoFundMe, which is something that you should think about when you listen to these people's opinions about whether or not we should have universal health care because GoFundMe's largest thing that it makes money off of is like medical bills that people right. outsource because they don't have health insurance. And so, even if he's not still actively swayed by that, you have to consider the kind of person who was at the helm of that animal yeah. for several years. Yeah, and these people all remain like, you know, they have ties in their professional lives with all the different places they've worked. So it's like a reason to be skeptical about these sorts of things. And they also have the overall ideology of, you know, these solutions are fine. These like technocratic solutions. Um, and then, like I said, the fucking thing I was making fun of John Lovitz for with the, the be whoever you're inspired by, like all of this is bad to me. All this is really bad ideology. Um, and so, I don't know, as a way of getting like a, a closer look at like what is kind of lame about them, we, me and Anders read a couple of these pieces. Um, we read a piece in The Descent about... Um, Descent. In Descent, sorry. <laughs> the Descent. The in, uh, we read a piece in Dis... Descent? Who dis? About... Uh, you know, just about the entire Obama administration and the shortcomings of it and the neoliberalism and everything. Um, Anders, you want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah. Ready well, to preach? Uh, Corey Robin wrote a piece back in the fall about, like, what is the legacy of Obama going to be? And he did it kind of through the lens of memoirs from people who worked in the administration. And what he kind of gets at is, like, there's no real, like, lasting legacy here because like what is it your representation well hillary clinton lost as did uh, kamala harris 
Um, it, and like the, a lot of his signature policy achievements have been chipped away at or outright just been uh, gotten rid of, like the Iran deal. Um, and, you know, it, it makes us wonder, like, why, what was the point? What was the point of this for eight years? Um, and I guess it's just to prove it doesn't work. <laughs> I guess, yeah. In retrospect. That's our, right, that's we our takeaway. Yeah, well, that's our takeaway from, I think, the the positive thing, and people, I think Robin has made this point, is that, like, uh, Obama sh- disillusioned a generation of young people. Right. Who are <clears throat> progressively from- minded. And b- b- do in large part to him we i think think a lot more critically about politicians so you can't really you don't have credibility among millennials and i think gen z if you're if you run a hollow campaign as obama did like i don't think he would uh if you ran the same campaign now i don't think someone like that would win right and his his entire identity is the compromise candidate because uh a lot of people you know, might feel disillusioned with politics in general, but I, there is a very vibrant and active slice of the voting population that just feels disillusioned with compromising with Republicans. I actually like to refer to him as the three-fifths compromise candidate. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> oh. I don't know if that... I don't, I don't like... <laughs> I feel like you threw that into what I was saying in a way where I wasn't saying no, that. No, just cancel me for it. Don't yeah, cancel don't, Alex. That was my yeah, joke. don't cancel me. I'm Joe Rogan. <laughs> <laughs> you can uh, at me on Twitter at Joe Rogan. Uh, I'll fight you. I'm so strong. Come on, folks. Well, this, it, it, he taught... jokes. <laughs> uh, another thing, and, and this, is, this goes right to Pfeiffer, is that a big through line with a lot of the stuff he finds is the... The white guys in the Obama administration. I really like what he Benny said because he he talked yeah about framing this as like well I'm going to read a bunch of the memoirs of people that worked in this administration to try to get my head around what the culture of it was what the ideology of it was and it is like there's a part in this article where he's, he's describing the various <clears throat> ways that these people attempt to humanize themselves and downplay their um, sort of. Uh, ambition and, and Machiavellian nature and like uh, privilege and he's this is very funny this is, this is what my, my five-year-old son refers to as a try-hard or my nine-year-old or whatever Damn. but he's right he's right I mean he's talking about these people who like are desperate to make themselves seem human and normal so like he says one of these women like d- writes about having diarrhea in her memoir from the Obama administration which is funny in a way Obama except, is an e-girl you know that your job is very serious and you <laughs> fucking you know people are getting killed by drones and shit and so you're like haha but yeah. not me I have diarrhea sometimes you know I'm taking a shit <laughs> And then, like, yeah, somebody was like, here's a funny story about how I didn't have socks on in a limo one time. Wow. Triple tap that wedding. (laughs) Remember that? Sometimes I remember that, and it it gets sad for a little bit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, with Pfeiffer in particular, it's, it's, uh, he, he, Robin writes, uh, yet so many white men in the Obama administration start out with the same, how did little old me wind up here, shtick? That the trope quickly becomes an unacknowledged confession of privilege masquerading as an inexplicable rise to power. And he talks about how Pfeiffer is someone who was not like exactly 
Uh, he was a careerist, but not really that self-motivated. Uh, he never worked in high school uh, to get into Georgetown, and he says he bullshitted through his interviews, and he just like kind of wound up working for Obama by happenstance. <clears throat> Wasn't necessarily that inspired by this guy, but there's a lot of these, you know... People who, you know, we think of Obama as being this transforma- transformational figure, but like a lot of this. We think of him as being from Transylvania, yes. <laughs> yeah, we think of him as. Transylvanian. Uh, or is Dracula. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's a lot of you know, sort of party apparatchiks who, who got hired who would have been in the Clinton administration had she won um, in, t- in 2008. But uh, they, another interesting part of it was the, uh, the importance of pop culture. Because uh, he dedicates a lot of time to talking about the Obamacare website and how it was supposedly saved by Zach Galifianakis. Oh, man. One thing that I fucking kind of really hated about Obama was that he was a comedy head guy. Uh-huh. Like, yeah. Because and part of this is personal, which is that like I started comedy during a time when it was not cool, and then it became taken over. It was, you know, during the rise of, like, nerds when everything became, uh, you know, niche stuff that they liked is now, now it's the mainstream, now all the movies are superheroes and stuff. Uh, Galifianakis, best example, too, for that time period. Yeah, I mean, he became, he was, like, somebody who was a niche alt thing that you thought was funny because it was weird, and then he he almost got really ruined. I mean, he wasn't very funny in the... Uh, hangover movies and stuff, and then now he's palling around with the president. You're like, what the fuck? Everything just got inverted and turned upside down, you know? Yeah. And um, Obama really seemed like he was getting one over on us uh, by, like, you know, palling around with these just hip alt comedians and stuff. Something about something about it I could never put my finger on. It was really yeah. off-putting. Carrot top. It's, it's like the president is trying to convince you that he's punk, you well, know? Yeah, right. it, it's a public relations initiative rather than a political initiative, rather than, you know, hopefully how Medicare for All will come to pass, if we're so lucky, will be through struggle, will be through organizing, will be through working with labor unions and community Going organizations. Going into insurance offices and lighting them on fire. Yes, <laughs> that sort of thing. Uh, but to, for the Obama administration, this is purely just like get eyeballs on this on this guy who's a celebrity, and we'll explain it to you, and then let the the pigs all you know go get their 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 health care trough. Um, interestingly, speaking of pop culture, Samantha Power listened to Eminem before giving some like speech to a conference about landmines. Oh, we didn't talk about the Eminem single. Oh, the, no, his new album. Oh, the whole, I haven't heard it yet. There's a whole new album. It's called Music to be Murdered by. Right. Which is what she should have listened right to. Right away, you know, this guy's got a, he's got a message. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, he surprise released his new album, which is funny because the last one, he did the same thing. It was fucking horrible. <clears throat> I haven't heard his new one yet. Apparently, it's like the high, it got a 9.1 on, I can't remember which website, but Pitchfork? like. Pitchfork? Um, Eminem.com. One of, yeah. <laughs> one of them. It's, I haven't heard it. Uh, I can't, I do not believe that nine point one. It can't be better than like to pimp a butterfly or whatever. Um, I like that song he's on with Logic, where he put all of the Eminem impression into the song. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't. Eminem's time is past. It doesn't make any sense. And the fucking the cover is really funny. It's it's a reference to an old uh, a Hitchcock right record that he made. Music to be murdered by right. 
but he's got like he looks like Tom Green. He's got like dark hair and a beard. Well, it's also it shows him as like the Las Vegas shooter and stuff. (laughs) And it's like I'm not sure your brand is the best one to tackle this because you are always talking about killing people. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, also that thing he would do when he would do like comedy, like uh, kind of little bits, like in his videos where he's like, I'm dressed up like Osama bin Laden or whatever. That worked in a time when everything was like. A little bit more detached. Like, I know Bin Laden killed a bunch of people, but, like, you could make a political cartoon out of him. It's kind of funny. The Las Vegas shooter is... Just a... No one even knows why he did that. That is a scary, (laughs) sad story. Weird thing to dress up as. I'm obsessed with the feature that he plays the Crystalia clip on, because Crystalia did... A, a, a funny video making fun of Eminem by just doing random Eminem voice into a camera <laughs> like a year and a half ago. Yeah. And then way, way, way later, Eminem puts out a song with Crystalia's verse on it just to show like, I am so rich and out of touch. This is all I've been able to think about <laughs> for over a year. And I'm going to put it in a full song. Yeah. Did he really do that? It's Every fucking... time I close my eyes, I see Crystalia. Anyway, I'm cool. Oh, that's so funny. Honestly, I think he got owned by Nick Cannon. By Nick Cannon? Or Buttlevid. Did you see that? I did not. Oh, I, I mean, I, I, everything I've heard is... The opposite of what you've said, but I believe you because you seem like you have your your finger on the pulse of rap culture, Anderson. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, dude, I almost I was asked Crystal Leo to be on this show one time. It was, the moment passed, but it was during <laughs> it was during when the the workers at Rockstar Games were unionizing. Uh, yeah, yeah, I remember. Oh, this. Right, yep. right, right, right. And uh, he was I was arguing with him about it online, and then I had like an honest DM with him where I talked about it a little bit, and I was like, "Oh, this guy's an idiot. Like he's just a lunatic." Yeah. <laughs> but I, he was cool though. He's like a showbiz kid. His dad was like a huge TV guy. He was. I don't even make fun of him because he, you know, he was actually pretty like nice about it. And he Chris, was, we love your Eminem impression. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but he just I was talking to him about it, and I was explaining like, well, here's why this is you know good and this is bad and this part of it is bad and he just went like yeah dude fuck the corporations <laughs> i was like you know what man hell yeah yeah oh hell yeah <laughs> i think we're all on the same page here yeah let's yeah. go make a video where we're the las vegas shooter crystal yeah come on the show we'll talk about something else because that story is no longer relevant and please retweet it and ask people to sign up for our patreon mm. yeah um, your bazillion take followers. Jake on the road. <laughs> well, <Sure>. to sort of <laughs> round out, I guess, what has been the issue with uh, the Obama method, which uh, I think the, the our pod save jerk brethren. yourself off with the invisible hand. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, invisibility. <sighs> actually, <laughs> very, very uh Hope fortuitous. I'm going to come. I <laughs> to change my pants. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> invisibility was sort of a big part of the stimulus package because they wanted it to be, uh, as um, Noam Scheiber described it, a nudgeocracy, which is, this is from uh, Alex Perrine writing in New Republic, Different a belief... <laughs> no jerky. Just want to add. No jerky. Uh, it's a belief inspired by behavioral economics that the best way for the government to create good outcomes for the people was not through heavy-handed market interventions 
but via technocratic attempts to change the behavior of individuals and the incentives of market actors. So that's why the stimulus package, nobody knew that it had any impact on their lives whatsoever. That was intentional. They didn't want people to know that they were getting a tax cut. They just, I mean, he, he would say that, but you wouldn't get like a check in the way that Bush did. Yeah. Uh, because you wanted to, to influence people's behavior in a much more subtle way. Turn, um, turns out, though, the other way around probably would have been a lot better because people would have liked him more, right? Yes, right. yeah. Uh, and that's what, like, I don't know. I mean, I have, I, I feel like the, I, it's curious, I'm curious about whether or not if, if Bernie is successful, if the, you know, Pod Save America dudes of the world are sort of acquiesced to his way of seeing the world, uh, because now I'm, I'm like, not sure that they will be. I think if he does manage to get elected, they'll say, like, all right, okay, okay. That election, that was fun. You had a good time. But let's get real. What you're talking about, the, the, the big structural change, we like that term. That's not what Washington is about. That's not going to happen in the year 2021. It's just physically impossible, and we have to resort to these nudges. Again, we have to go back to these like very minute fixes to major, major structural problems. Right. As members of the media class, if Bernie wins... It's going to be round the horn witch hunting at all times, like it was for <laughs> Jeremy Corbyn for the last X number of years before he fucking tanked in the last election. Yeah, it's going to be class solidarity against him, and uh, it'll be funny for us when we read their funny articles. Yeah, so I'm excited for that. That's one thing I'm looking forward to. Well, it's it's going to be like it is with Trump, although it's rightly against Trump in yeah. most ways, except that Trump has Fox News, right? But yeah. Bernie will have podcasts Us. yeah <laughs> that will be fox news yes but good we're just with just as hot anchors we should have named this podcast fox news but good fox news but good <laughs> well be evil called, evil fox news uh, uh, no, uh, all right all right uh, but I, I wonder though like dimes if he gets hot. in there if he gets in there on day one and ends deportations cancels student debt right in the first day in the first this. day that's already way more than Obama did in eight years, uh, and before that would dies immediately the second day. Right. <laughs> I mean, I mean, gotta, I mean <laughs> once you're already than, in, I mean, he's already made the hirings, presumably, which is like the part we care about. Yeah. I'm I'm actually worried about him on the way in being heart attack gunned. Yeah. yeah those few months are going to be. <laughs> sure. I mean, I'm sure like happen. the intelligence uh, community already made the endorsement for Liz Warren, so you know. Yeah. They're not on Team Bernie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ha, ha, ha. He's gonna Those by... people are murderers. Ha, <laughs> He's going to get killed by Pete Buttigieg. It's going to be like the last scene of The Departed. <laughs> yeah. But I guess my point is, like, if he is able to affect people's lives in a tangible, direct way starting quickly then he's going to be a force to be reckoned with like the the media is going to maybe put gloves back on uh you know i i think and not to jack him off <laughs> <laughs> like people don't want him to win the nomination i've no doubt that most super delegates don't want him to win the nomination but i'm not like as i mean obviously i want him to get more than 50% of the delegates before the convention but if he doesn't and has to go to the second ballot a lot of those super delegates are going to be in pretty hot water if they decide to like do what un- to dominate someone else even though bernie has like the most uh 
pledged delegates. Yeah, I mean, they're yeah, they're allowed to do that, right? Yeah, they could, but that would be that would be a disaster, you know, yeah. for the Democratic Party. And and yeah, I think right now there's they're trying to underplay as much as they can what can actually be accomplished. So like Matt Iglesias was dragged kicking and streaming into endorsing Bernie Sanders, uh, and basically his his thesis was like, well. This vision he's talking about now, it's not going to look like that. It's going to be way less ambitious than, uh, we're, you know, he's, he's overly ambitious, of course. But they're, they're selling short the fact that, like, the Senate is really only a couple seats away from uh, Democrat control. And that's going into a year. Uh, Mitch McConnell up for re-election, deeply unpopular. Martha McSally in Arizona, deeply unpopular up for re-election. Susan Collins in Maine, deeply unpopular. Cory Gardner, like it's doable to have a simp- to have a majority, like a fifty-four person majority, and a Sanders presidency, and that would mean uh, it. You would have to actually like introduce Medicare for all. That that that's actually conceivable. I don't think we need to. Comp- to tether all our visions of 2021 to uh, Mitch McConnell will be Senate Majority Leader. That might not happen. We, it might, you know. Right, right. It's a, a projecting defeat, yes. which is very Obama-ist of us. Uh-huh. Yeah. And we must use the divine masculine <laughs> to move forward with strength. <laughs> right. And that's been another episode of Pod Damn America, everybody. Give it up for yourselves. I think that what we need to do is to make a little pledge to our little teeny tiny hearts every morning that says that I will support the uh, I'll do what the who inspired me I'll do what they did I'll inspire people as though I were Pete Buttigieg or I were Beto rest in peace that's right and do what inspires others with the masculine energy of a thousand ghosts now and just floating and floating and floating up to the heavens um now big, i'm wondering if Lauren... andrew yang <laughs> <laughs> just sucking on andrew yang's big whipped cream filled tits <laughs> big feminine tits <laughs> now i'm wondering if Lauren Duca is related to joe biden Oh, uh, no, I don't know, man. Huh? I don't know, man. You don't know. You know, Biden know, seems man. like he got Period. around back yo, in the day. Yo, we Period. start recording Period. after midnight. I start sounding a little bit related to Joe Biden. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Period. Getting loopy. Uh, listen, gay. Listen, listen, listen gay. Jack. Listen, I'm fat. Gay. Hey, check out that E1 episode. <laughs> oh, right. Can't do their joke. <laughs> I, I haven't heard it. So I, you got to listen to it. It's good. I copied and pasted it from you. <clears throat> Uh, well, listen to that. It sounds really funny. Um, that's it. Plugs. Yep. Oh, uh, this will come out tomorrow, right? Well, if you're listening to this and you're in fucking uh, Columbus, Ohio. Columbus? Yeah. Uh, I'll be on a live variety show with Street Fight and the DC Sentinels. Um, Kerpow! And then the next day after that, on Saturday, I'll be in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. I haven't been advertising this because I forgot I added the second part of this to it. So if you happen to be in Harrisburg and you listen to this, surprise, I'll be there in fucking uh, a day. Um, also, I also have a show in fucking uh, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania on Valentine's Day, which sounds filthy, frankly. Um, that's it. I have Why You Mad, my other podcast, and the Patreon here if you want to support us and get free 
bonus episodes. Yeah. Not free. Yeah, that you pay for. <laughs> free episodes that you pay for. Right. Support us on Patreon. Um, on Valentine's Day, I'm going to probably spend it with my wife. Just probably, I like that. If you want to come find us, I don't know where I'm going to be yet. I haven't planned it out, but probably somewhere like really like a dinner or something. I don't know. If you have any ideas for Valentine's Day, send me those. Uh, I'm on Twitter at Patak Jokes. My DMs are open. And uh, listen to my anime podcast, Balling Out Super, where we <laughs> we discuss anime. <laughs> <laughs> and I got a show every Sunday. Oh. At Cherry Tree Bar in Brooklyn, Bad News, it's a comedy show. Doors at 7, show at 7.30. I saw some of you last week. Nice. Okay, that's it. At Andersley here on Twitter, uh, redacted tonight on YouTube. And if you're in Burlington, Vermont, come out February 29th at 8 to the Revelry Theater. I'll be doing my show, Dummy. Uh, we're on Spotify now. I just remember to, to say that. Right. Shout out to Spotify. Anders, well, it's been lovely seeing you in person. In case yeah. you're listening to this and you're like, I wish I was listening to it on Spotify. Right. <laughs> okay. That makes no sense. I'll tweet I about it. I wish there were yeah, just tracks of Bruno Mars interspersed uh, throughout the episode. Sure. If you are on Pod Save America and you're listening to this... Um, you're a bitch. <laughs> bitch. <laughs> 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 All right. It is finished.